it's never too late to change. And even though you might feel that you've made mistakes in your life, as long as you learn from it, it's not a mistake. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today's guest is someone that wakes up even earlier than me. You may have first seen her on Big Brother back in 2002. Today, she is the host of the 4am BBC Radio One show. Most days, she has finished work before many people have even stepped out of bed. Welcome to the show, Adele Roberts. Ah, that's amazing. She's here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Adrienne. I feel like I'm in my phone because that's how I consume you at the moment. Yeah. Either Instagram or this podcast, and I love it. So thank you so much for making it. Oh, thanks for coming in. Honestly, I was so, so happy when I reached out and you said yes. So yeah, really, really happy to have you here. Thanks for coming in today. And I guess today I want to talk to you about early morning starts. I also want to talk to you about running, about your 30 day fitness challenge and transformation and about edible insects. I keep seeing on Instagram you in your kitchen with a plate full of bugs. So I want to know what's going on there. But first, can you, I guess, take us back? Because I'm guessing so many people probably don't even know that you were in the Big Brother house. I remember watching it back in the day. I think everybody used to watch it then. But yeah, also, I guess recently with this whole throwback thing that we're seeing on Instagram, this 10 year challenge, hashtag 10 year challenge, you shared some throwbacks and particularly one that I saw you were talking about your um, transformation and your fitness journey. So yeah, take us back. Yeah, um, I'm kind of coming out. Uh, A lot of people don't know I was in Big Brother. Uh, So this is like years ago in 2002. And that's probably because I was overshadowed by the star of Big Brother. And for me, the ultimate Big Brother housemate, that is Jay Goody. So I was in the same year as her. And I, God rest her soul. What Mm. an amazing young lady and completely changed reality TV forever. Mm. Um, And so I kind of like slipped under the radar, came out the house and just got back into my normal life. And um, when I came out the house, I didn't really talk about Big Brother much because I didn't really want to use it as an opportunity to get ahead. I just wanted to work really hard and hopefully achieve things. I never thought I'd end up at Radio 1, but miracles can happen. And that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast today. Um, Just never giving up. And I love how much you appreciate time. And over this journey between now and me going in Big Brother, I learned to appreciate time and make it count Mm. and learn from my mistakes. So uh, I'm learning all the time. That's why I love your podcast. But yeah, so 2002, Big Brother happened. And then later on that year, I was really lucky to be able to get into radio as a paid job. But prior to Big Brother, I'd done student radio. Right. So it was something that I'd already done. I was already a DJ. I just didn't really have the confidence to uh, talk and uh, 
do more than just press play on the records. <laughs> so I okay. had to learn that skill. That's something that was really scary and still is today, I guess. I still get butterflies before I start doing the radio in the morning at four o'clock. But um, I think the things I've learned over those 17 years, is that right? 2002 to 2019, yeah. yeah? Is to believe in myself more and to be kinder to myself. And that's what you're all about. And um, yeah, in terms of the 10 year transformation picture that's on my Instagram, uh, I'm just having a little look at it now. Mm. Uh, my caption is, I miss those Timberlands and that school scarf. And I thought it was quite funny because I went back to 2009 to find a picture of myself yeah. for the 10 year challenge and I'm still in black. Black on black on yeah. black. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> some things uh, don't change. Exactly. But then if you look at me physically, mm. I'm totally different. Mm. And I think in that first picture in 2009, that is, I guess, the result of me coming off Big Brother. Mm. Uh, me trying to work really hard all the time, a lot of late nights, a lot of bad decisions in terms of food and drink and energy drinks and sugar right. and convenience food. And then the girl on the right is infinitely happier infinitely healthier and is eating the right food now mm -hmm. so I, I think that's the difference in those in those photos yeah that's wonderful I mean I didn't share a picture and <laughs> honestly some of the pictures that I've been looking at this you know 10 year challenge some people's are incredible because they literally look like a different person you're like wow some people's I think are like a humble brag because they look exactly the same <laughs> and they're like I ain't aged in 10 years and then I yeah went onto Facebook had a little look around and was just like Ain't nobody seen those pics, Adele. <laughs> what is, tell me. They're terrible. I've got no eyebrows for some reason. I think that must have been the trend to like pluck off all your eyebrows. And I don't know, I was really young and like going out partying and like every picture I seem to have like a drink in my hand and I'm wearing like a really, really small dress. Actually in one picture, I'm wearing a skirt from All Saints, which I'd made into a dress. Amazing. Oh, I, I need to see. Add me on Facebook one immediately. <laughs> one day. I mean, so yeah. And actually uh, we talking on a, on a previous episode about transformation and change and thank goodness we can all change yeah yes and also thank goodness there weren't many pictures in 2009 because mm -hmm. I mean mine god knows what else I was doing oh gosh well <laughs> yeah well I'll show you the picture um luckily this is a podcast so no one else can see so the transformation and the fitness journey how did how did that start what was it that got you I guess interested in fitness where did that kind of what was the motivation so when I was at school I was really sporty and I loved sport. Um, I was on every team going that I could get on. Wasn't good at swimming, used to sink, so they didn't let me on that team. Wasn't good at tennis, but athletics, and I know you're an athletics fan, loved that, loved hockey, loved netball. But then when you leave school and you're in charge of your own time, um, I'll put my hand up and say I used to waste it. And I used to waste it watching TV or eating or just doing anything but being productive. And that starts to catch up with you. And before I knew it, I kind of had transformed physically. Um, in terms of getting fit, what really started all this journey for me was getting the early breakfast show on Radio 1 in 2015. And having to be on your best game at four o'clock in the morning is really hard to do if you don't feed your body the right things. And that made me have to make a change because I thought if I'm still doing these energy drinks and I'm still eating last night's pies <laughs> I'm gonna die <laughs> so I need to make a change and I need to start looking after myself and it was a really hard process you don't want to give up the sugar because sugar just tastes so good but I started to learn what was good for me and learn what was bad for me and I stopped 
forcing sugar down my neck just to have a quick fix, you know, just to be awake. And I started to learn about fueling my body the right way so that it wouldn't peak and crash. Because old me used to be like, on it, oi, oi, having caffeine and having sugar. And then I'd have massive crashes throughout the day. And it also affects your happiness as well. You feel like so low when you crash. Uh, so I started to learn about nutrition, really. And I learned sugar was bad. I didn't know. Uh, I learned things like water are good for you and you should drink water and you should eat real food. And that was the start of it. I just literally gave up added sugar and processed food. And then it started to change and I started to feel better, started to have more energy. And then I got this challenge off Radio 1. So 2015, I started to transform, uh, start to feel better. And then 2016, Radio 1 came to me and they said, we've got an idea for a documentary would you like to train with a female bodybuilder for 30 days? And I said, yes, I'm worried about it later. <laughs> so, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. I was like, okay, something inside me was like, you're ready to do this challenge now. And I think they came to me because they could start to see that I was starting to take control of my life, control of the situation and really attack early breakfast. So I think they thought, right, there's a little fire in her belly. Let's give her something else to be getting on with. And so, yeah, 2016, that really was a really big shift in the way that I saw food and fitness. Because up until that point, it was just all about the food. 2016 was about the fitness. Right. And I remembered who I used to be when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. And so I got to work with so many inspirational women. Uh, Phoebe Hagen, who is the young girl in the documentary that we made that trained me. Uh, Brittany Rhodes, who's a female bodybuilder. There's a young girl called Claire Wiley that's in it as well. And I was just so inspired. And those girls taught me that working out can make you feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Like so good. And I can see your face all lit up right now because <laughs> you are all about this life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, that changed my mind because I, I didn't realize just how good working out can make you feel. Mm, and it's exactly as you said, my face lights up because it is that feeling that you're describing and you can't, you have to feel it. You can't explain it to somebody. You can't bottle it up for somebody. And I often think, you know, people just say, oh, but Adrienne, you know, you just love it. And obviously I do. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't. But I think until people have felt it, and even when you were saying then about the sugar, I'm, you know, I'm with you in that, in that sense. I love sugar. I feel like I could, you know, I'm not bothered about alcohol, I'm not bothered about cheese, meat, these kind of things, but sugar, oh, I love sugar. So I feel that as well. And I think that people don't know how good they can feel. So when you were describing, you know, when you started to feel better because you say it's quite simply then oh I just gave up refined sugar that's hard to do especially when everything there's so many things that we buy and consume and eat now have refined sugar in them and I think the initial kind of first couple of days of trying to you know be without sugar it's so so challenging but as you said I guess when you started to feel good it doesn't matter what anyone's telling you if you feel it you know it's that I think is what is what's powerful you're totally right. And um, here's how I tricked myself into getting off sugar. My, well, not me. My girlfriend came to me and she said, um, if you look at fruit as nature's Skittles, that's a start. And I was like, oh, yeah. Sweets are based on nature. So nature has sugar. It has things like honey and fruit. And, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then I started to just eat natural sugar rather than refined sugar. And that's how I started. So if anyone is like 
Adrian's quite right. It is really hard. It's not just as easy as saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. But there are alternatives, mm. shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know there is a camp of the whole quitting sugar completely. And I think it does include like fructose and fruit and all of that. Yeah. It's almost like a savory diet. And personally, I think life's too short for that. I, you know, yes. so I like this having some alternatives, as you said, having honey or, or dates. I love dates. Um, and yeah, just I guess eventually things like strawberries and oranges and berries, they will taste sweet. But I think when you first, you know, so if you're used to having refined sugar in your diet, eating an orange doesn't even taste sweet. Yeah. Which is crazy because I think after like, I, I have a lot less refined sugar now. And if I do have, yeah, an orange juice, you know, like the fresh squeezed with the thing, it does taste sweet. It should taste sweet. It's orange juice. So yeah, I guess entry points. It's like, you don't have to go cold turkey, but maybe taking out some refined sugar. And also, as we've talked about on previous episodes, sugar really affects your circadian rhythm. So that's going to affect your sleep. So hence, you know, you were having to get up, which we're going to talk about. I don't know if people have quite, if it's quite hit them yet. This, you, you start work at four. Yes. So I, don't, I can't wait to find out what time you actually get up. Um, but also on the topic of food, you host a YouTube channel, the Bake Away Factory. Yeah. And which is awesome. And you do these amazing recipes and I like the videos They're on Instagram. It looks like you have a lot of fun when you're making those. Yeah, me and my girlfriend love it. Yeah. So what's that all about, Bake Away Factory? Well, I just promised myself if I ever worked out how to get my eating back on track, I'd share it. And that's how it started. And my brothers and sisters would see the change and they'd be like, have you done that? Or uh, what are you eating at the moment? And I thought sometimes it's easier to show people than tell them. Uh, so I said to my girlfriend, should we start making some little videos? And I also hoped as well, it would make me a bit more confident in terms of doing TV stuff because I feel really lucky to work at Radio One and then eventually you get other opportunities. And I was finding I was turning them down because I just didn't feel confident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and going back to the 10 year transformation thing, I think the biggest transformation that I'm proudest of is the way I feel and the mental transformation. So the physical thing can only take you so far. You have to change within as well. And it took me a while to learn that I'm not the person I used to be. And even now when I go in shops, I still won't look in mirrors because I feel like I'm going to look how I used to look. Yeah. So it's taken a while for mm. my mind to catch up. So Fake Away Factory is to give me a bit more confidence and hopefully to share what I've learned about food because you never know the there might be somebody else out there that's like me that's struggling, doesn't know what to do. And it's to say it's all right, as long as you start making little steps, they'll all add up to big steps and then in 10 years time you'll be totally different mm, yeah I love that because the food that you make I guess even it's even though it's healthy and it might be refined sugar free it just looks like I guess that kind of not junk food but do you know what I mean that like nice food that we all crave it's kind of you'll make I guess like tacos burgers like bread like things that you wouldn't necessarily it's not like a pomegranate salad or something yeah. you know what I mean yeah. yeah yeah the way we see it is almost like health food in drag like if health food could look as fabulous as possible, how would it look? And that's what we try and do. So as Adrienne's saying, it looks proper filthy, but it's really healthy and really tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Really cool. And as I mentioned at the start, I keep seeing you with these bowlfuls of bugs. So <laughs> oh, yeah. why are you eating insects, Adele? Are you preparing to go on I'm a Celeb, get me out of here? I, do you know, I wish, is it? Uh, well, okay, so... Radio One, somebody said to me recently, I don't think they like you. <laughs> they keep making you do things that like <laughs> everybody else would say no, but you're stupid. Maybe it's because yes. you keep saying yes. They're like, Maybe, oh, yeah. she was up for anything. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're looking into edible insects. And actually, since I've been getting healthy, I've been looking around online, trying to find more ideas of things that I can do and try. And I've started to notice 
cricket protein. And I don't know if you've seen this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're ahead of the curve all the time. So I knew you were going to say, yeah, you, you've seen it. And I just thought, okay, as I've been getting better at my eating, I've realized that I'm not very good with dairy. So I love protein and protein powders, but I can't really have whey protein or casein protein. So I've been um, experimenting with different types and collagen's really nice, but it's expensive. And then I kept seeing cricket protein and I was like, what is this? So Radio 1 have done a little documentary into it and they were like, right, you're going to have to eat crickets and insects for seven days, every single meal. And I was every like... Every meal? Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was just like, try it, you know? No. Every meal. Every meal. And it was supposed to be a month at first, but because of scheduling, it got cut down to seven days and I was like, okay, I can do that. No do you problem. have anything else with it? Is it like crickets with some sweet potato? Yeah, yeah? but it's, it's down to me to cook. And when you watch my YouTube channel, it's my girlfriend who cooks. Okay. I just stand there and watch it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh no. So I kind of was given loads of bugs and I had to work out how to eat them and incorporate them into my everyday life. So not only am I getting up at two o'clock in the morning, I'm eating bugs first thing. And you know, you're like, kill me now. What do they, what do they taste like? <laughs> well, I brought some, would you like to try? Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't, mm. you don't need to, it's up to you, but I brought some to show you. Okay. First I'll, I'll maybe I'll look at them. I'm going to okay. smell them. All right, I okay. might try one. All right. Why not? All right. Okay. YOLO and all that. <laughs> I feel like as soon as you've gone to the effort to bring them here, how could I not? Oh my gosh. Well, here's something, right? So when you go into the supermarket next time, you can actually buy them Oh, on the high street, so this is like, and that's like, what they look like. So they look, I'm just going to describe them. They look, it says smoky barbecue. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. <laughs> smoky barbecue, crunchy roasted crickets. And it literally looks like a pack of like, not crisps, but maybe like popcorn or something. Yeah. Oh so gosh. they taste like uh, pot scratchings. Will you give them a go? Will you try? Mm, okay, I'm going to try yes, one. Adrian. I mean, I am yes. mostly plant-based, but I've also been seeing people online. The other day I saw this doctor who was talking about vegan diet and he was including crickets in a vegan diet so maybe i need to do some research about that oh gosh i don't want to look at them because i feel like if i look at them they're going to make me okay i'm just not going to close your eyes but i don't even have water okay do you have water yeah jack the producer's got water ready <laughs> ready oh my gosh i'm eating a cricket the crunch 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 okay what would you say i would say honestly it's kind of light and crispy and I guess because this is smoky barbecue, the flavor is there. But I think without the flavor, I might be more aware that it tastes like a dusty cricket. Well, on that, I actually have some I without have some flavor. <laughs> no, one's enough. One's <laughs> enough. Thank you very much. Well, I wanted to show you actually. So the, here are some of the products that are out on the market. And I'll, I'll leave you with these. And no worries if you don't want them. But it's an alternative protein source. And it's a whole protein source. So, you know, sometimes with like pea protein and people who are vegan and vegetarian, they find it quite hard to have a, a full protein. Well, um, insects, even though they are part of the animal kingdom, they are a full protein and they're very high protein as well. So I think they're about 70%. Wow. Whereas if you have something like chicken, it's only 20%. Mm. So you don't need as many or as much in terms of weight. And also they're sustainable. So we went over to the Netherlands to see them being farmed and it's a lot kinder to the planet as well. So that's why I think there's a rise of edible insects in the West anyway at the moment, because there are 2 billion people around the world who eat them already. Mm. But I think that in the US and the UK, I think we're seeing 
a rise in people looking into it because we're like, hang on a minute, it's good for your body, it's good for the planet, let's give it a go. Mm, yeah. And you can flavor them as well. So they yeah. don't taste too bad, do they? Yeah, and it's really interesting. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's just awareness. If people don't have a clue, they're just going to think, oh my goodness, crickets, no way. But I think, as you said, we people do need to look at alternatives and more sustainable things, especially if they want to switch to eating less animals. So yeah, I think, when is the... So you did the seven days, is it over? Yeah. yeah. yeah? And I'm still here, which You're is still- great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um, when can we when does it air oh thank you yeah so uh i think it's the 29th of january okay and it'll be on the bbc iplayer and it's probably 15 minutes of me screaming but i think i do learn some lessons so it's worth it amazing <laughs> great 29th i'm gonna check it out thank you so i guess through a lot of the stuff that we've talked about already the transformation as you said both outside and inside and i guess even trying like taking on new challenges and it's interesting that you said about you know, maybe lacking confidence in video and and wanting to do that. Because I think people often assume that with anyone who's, you know, successful and having a great career and that you would be incredibly confident and that, you know, I guess, yeah, that you wouldn't necessarily have the same struggles that we, that other people have. But I guess we all do, right? Without a doubt. And I think for me, the reason I do radio is because I love music. When I was young, that's what I used to spend all my pocket money on. And I just feel very lucky that I work in radio, but I didn't really want to work in radio. I just wanted to do something with music. And it's lovely for me to listen to this podcast because I can tell that you are so passionate about sport and empowering people. But with that comes the platform that you have to be on. So just even speaking to you now, like I'm realizing that maybe even the amazing Adrienne feels like nervous sometimes. Yeah, of maybe course. Not. I, I was don't definitely know, nervous to have you in the show no today. No way. You see, I would <laughs> never be able to tell. Right. But I think it's lovely that you have a platform where we can all talk about our insecurities and share them and hopefully people listening will be like, oh yeah, me too. You mm. know, and not feel as alone, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think when it comes to challenges, so for example, maybe taking, you know, the BBC come to you with these opportunities like the crickets or like the, the bodybuilding thing. I think, you know, that obviously has pushed you outside of your comfort zone. And I think what I hear often as you said on my platform or through people following online is that they don't have the confidence in themselves to go outside of their comfort zone so they'll say to me oh you know I wish I could do a half a marathon or I wish I could start my own blog or whatever and I always say to them well you can you know what's stopping you and and obviously obviously people have circumstances and reasons but often I think that it is that it's self-confidence no matter where you are on the ladder you everyone struggles with this self-confidence and it's like yeah I guess I really want to encourage people as you said to kind of start the thing they want to start get going you know I always do these like mini episodes as well where I'm always talking about you know just get started because you're never probably going to feel 100% confident you still got to do it anyway please listen to everything that Adrienne just said she's so (laughs) right um somebody drew me a square once (laughs) this might sound really cheesy but it's so true and it connected with with me Uh, so they drew a square and they were like, wrote comfort zone inside it. And they said, everything you ever wanted is just outside of that. And seeing that drawn in front of me, I was like, damn. <laughs> it's true though. And, and if you just can feel that discomfort for a little bit, the rewards are immense. Wow, that's great. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
So this is the Power Hour show. And of all the people to come on the show, I feel like you're going to win some kind of Power Hour reward <laughs> because you get up so early and you do it every day because it's your job. And so I just need, to, we need to get into it. I want to tell the people, Adele, what time do you wake up in the morning and what's the first hour of your day? What does it look like? Okay, so it's two o'clock in the morning that I get up. It hurts. <laughs> Some mornings and especially during the winter, like right now, sometimes I'm like, no, why am I doing this? But that doesn't last for long because uh, I know the reward when I get up. I know I'm going to get to go to Radio 1 and just feel really lucky. Um, since the start of 2019, I've been challenging myself to do gratitude and journaling. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Am I getting it right? Because yeah. <laughs> I've only been doing it like, what is it, 23 days. Uh, so the first thing I think when I get up in the morning is thank you now. Uh, and then... No, hang on. First thing I think is, why are you doing this? Then I think, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> then I get out of bed and I go downstairs and I make two cups of tea. So one cup of tea is pu'er tea, which I've started drinking. So it's just like black tea, but it's fermented. So it helps with digestion. And then I make myself this special drink. So since I've been doing early breakfast, I've tried loads of different things to wake me up. And I've engineered this drink where I have a mixture of pu'er tea, yerba mate tea for energy, and then I'll put some little bits in there to wake my brain up. And I don't know if you've heard of, this might sound a bit weird, but uh, lion's mane. No. Okay, so it's a mushroom okay. that is, you can buy it in powdered form. And it's totally legal, by the way. It's, uh, <laughs> Disclaimer. It's, it's, <laughs> it's food, but it also has property. So it's what they call a functional food. Mm. And it's a, a medicinal mushroom. And it wakes your brain up. So old me used to have a really foggy brain and I couldn't speak properly at four o'clock in the morning. And I find if I do a little mixture, put a little bit of this in with my teas, my brain is just like on. Like really? Like, like, like really. Did you, you used to try caffeine? Did you used to have coffee in the morning? I used to have coffee, but I used to get crashes. Mm -hmm. So when I hear you talking about how sensitive you are to caffeine, I think I am too, to be honest. Uh, so I used to do it with really strong coffee, but I'd find it affected me emotionally. And in the afternoons, I would be like out like a light. Uh, so now I do it all from tea. It does have caffeine in it, but I find tea kinder to my body. And um, yeah, I'm really into adaptogenic mushrooms. That's what mm. they're called. Yeah, I have heard about that actually quite yeah. a lot. So where can people, where do you get lion's mane or, or is it, um, yeah, the, the adaptogenic mushrooms, are they quite easy to get, to get hold of in supermarkets or do you have to kind of order them online? Yeah, it's order online. So there's a company called Four Sigmatic that make them and uh, there's a guy called Tero Isocapilla. And he's amazing. And if he's ever on a podcast, if you get him on, that's like double whammy because I love you and I love him. But any podcast he's on, I'll listen to him because okay. I think he's amazing. And he explains the beauty and the brilliance of mushrooms. And as I've learned more about nutrition, I'm totally with you. I'm more and more plant-based now. Mm. Plants are so brilliant. Yeah. And um, I've really upped their levels in my life. So uh, yeah, lion's mane mushrooms, if you want to read into them. But obviously, you know, read all about them. Don't just do them because I've said. <laughs> but um, they're <laughs> yeah. really good for waking up your brain. Great. So that's your tea? Yeah. So I have so my tea. tea. Yeah, have my tea. And then um, not had my shower yet, have I? Pop back upstairs, have a shower. And I do this thing at the moment where I've realized that happiness is everything. So I try and make myself in a happy state. So I'll have my favorite shower gel and I'll put um, my favorite knickers on. <laughs> Just everything favorite. As, make my morning as nice as I can but just little bits of kindness. So I'll try and put my clothes out the night before. So that decision's already been made. 
Um, make sure, like I said, I have nice underwear that are smell nice, that have nice shower gel, and then go back downstairs, my drink's ready, drink that, and then off I go out for my day. Off you go. And I just feel really happy before I've even left the house. Sounds great. I've got a couple of questions. And again, questions that I get asked because my I often get up before my son, so I've tiptoe around to be really quiet, but also my husband. So if he is, some mornings he's getting up early with me, if he's going for, to the gym or something, but sometimes he's not getting up. So I'm assuming Kate doesn't want to get up every day at 2am. No. <laughs> so yeah, how does that work? You still, you still share a bedroom, but how do you, I guess, be stealth and not disturb your partner? Well, somebody got us for Christmas this, um, I'm going to have to describe it because I don't know what they're called. Is it like um, a salt rock lamp? The light that slowly gets brighter no not that no but it's like that so it's okay. like a really soft pink light but it's got it's made of rock salt and okay. it apparently charges the irons in the bedroom oh <laughs> we're, we're learning all these things oh, yeah mushrooms rocks <laughs> yeah I know. That's totally... everyone would be like okay she's strange she eats insects uh she squashes up mushrooms uh, but yeah, it's this like really soft light, so it's kind to your body. Um, and that's the bedroom light that I'll have on. Uh, positively charge all the irons in the bedroom. And I'm just as quiet as possible. But I think with early breakfast, what I've learned to do is do as much the night before as possible. So with my drink in the morning, I just set it all out. So everything's just ready for me to half asleep, pick up and go. Uh, so my clothes are already out. So I don't need to be banging around the bedroom, waking Kate up. Uh, and so yes I'm just as mindful as possible just not to wake her up and she sleeps like a log so she doesn't really care oh that's she's, good yeah she's fine I think some people are using it as an excuse Adele they're telling me <laughs> I can't do the power AGM because I can't do the power hour because I don't want to wake up my husband or whatever so yeah we've got to be stealth like ninjas yeah. and so this has been a few years so I guess has your body clock adjusted for example like when you're on holiday or because you don't you don't, you don't do seven days right no. so on your days off or on holiday do you just sleep or do you still wake up yeah, it's something I think that you never totally get used to. I think that you have it right. I think, you know, you mentioned before the circadian rhythm and that is the best way. I almost have to just trick my body to deal with the body clock that I have to keep. Uh, so I make it as nice for myself as possible. But if I could choose, I would probably get up at five like you do. Get up with the sun, go to bed with the sun because uh, your hormones are balanced then. Whereas at two in the morning, it's never going to be nice. You're never going to get used to it and your body is never going to accept it. So I just do it as best I can. Hmm. Okay, so with that, what time do you have to go to bed every night? Because again, it's something that I've really had to work hard to cultivate discipline around. It is probably harder for me to go to bed early than it is for me to get up early. Honestly, I can get out of bed in the morning, but going to bed when there's always something else to do, you know, you think, oh, I'll just do this. I'll just, and before you know it, you're like, it's 10 past, it's 20 past, it's half past. <laughs> so going to bed early for me has been where I have to be strict. So for you, do you, two questions, what time do you go to bed? But also have you ever, I think I read online that you declined an invitation to like an award show in the evening because you were like no I've got to get up for that show whereas I've heard people like Nick Grimshaw go to the party <laughs> go to the after party and just rock up for that show in you know their party clothes so yeah have you ever done that have you ever done an all-nighter <laughs> Do you know, that is really funny. You're so right. You get two passes at Radio 1, one for the Brits and one for the Christmas party. Okay. Right. So that's, if you're late for those shows, people will understand. I don't do either because I, I, I will get sacked. <laughs> so You can't go from the party <laughs> no. straight to the show. And it's what you just said. Just know yourself. Right. Um, and I know I can't do it. Okay. So I don't try it. Um, I, I have to have discipline. And the way I see it is, if it's a Radio 1 day, all your effort goes into that show, then you can mess around after you've done the show sort of thing. So 
all of my routine is geared to making sure that's the best show I can do that day. Because I feel like I, I owe that to the listeners. Okay. So when that one show comes on, I'm like, right, start winding down now. Start packing it in. <laughs> start right. getting rid of all the screens. Uh, what time is that? So seven o'clock. You know the one show? Yeah, 7 yeah. p.m. So when that starts, I'm like, right, um, you're in for the night now. You're mm-hmm. not going out. And then I start trying to wind myself down. Um, this week I've been catching up on Luther. Don't do that. Because that gets you too hyped. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I can't even watch. My husband watched Luther, I think it was years ago. Right. And I saw one episode and I was like, I am never <laughs> watching that. I think because it's set in London and it's so close to, oh my gosh, anybody who's listening who hasn't seen Luther, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But if you have an anxious disposition, do not watch the show before you go to bed. It's horrible. <laughs> totally. Like, I don't want to get on the bus in London anymore because of this current series. Um, so I, yeah, I just try and wind down as much as possible. Get away from school screens get towards books or just like good old-fashioned entertainment like talking to people Mm. so um i try and be in bed by eight i've got to be asleep by nine because if i'm not i'm on a road to ruin so what happens is i split my sleep up so definitely asleep by nine adele and then you wake up at two you go and do your show you do your best show and then you come home and you go to sleep for however long you can sleep for so i i have a i have a like almost two days and I come home and I'm usually asleep between eight and nine in the morning, just as like a little recharge. Okay. And then I have the rest of my day. Oh. So during the week, I probably get six hours sleep in two sections. And then at weekends, I just let myself sleep and just see when I wake up. Okay. So you kind of, yeah, sleep longer and then have the, because I've heard naps are really, really powerful, especially yeah. if you nap for a short amount of time. I think if you nap for a couple of hours, you can feel worse maybe, but I think short naps are apparently really, really good for us. Yeah, I heard that too. But yeah, it, like today, I just did, um, well, because I was coming to see you, I was too excited. So I think it was a 40 minute nap today. Uh, but usually it's about an hour between eight and nine. Yeah, I think so many people probably, if they got back into bed at eight in the morning, that would be it. You yeah. know what I mean? They sleep till past lunch because <laughs> we're all sleep deprived. You know, that's a whole nother show. But if you've read Matthew Walker, Why We Sleep, then yeah, we're all a nation of sleep deprived zombies, apparently. We're not getting enough. But even hearing you say then like nine, I know that's probably the latest, but I'm thinking that's quite close to when I go to bed and I'm not getting up at two. So yeah, I guess it must be, I don't know, just a challenge. As you said, a discipline, you know, it's not just, you're not like, yeah, it's easy. I'm used to it now. Yeah. I'll never get used to it. And I think the way I see it is I just try and maximize my day and the, I wouldn't ideally do it. I'd do it more like you. It's just that I I have to have a life because otherwise I can't talk about stuff on the radio. So it's just a delicate balance and that's the best algorithm I've come up with so far. Yeah. But I'm always trying to evolve and try and get better. Optimize it. Yeah. Try things out. Well, as we see, you're not, you know, you don't shy away from trying on new things. Yeah. And you, I saw that you've run the London Marathon 2017, 2018. Yeah. Any plans to run it again? Oh gosh, I'm not sure. Um, I, I just feel so lucky to have done it twice. I'm, I, I'm overwhelmed and I never thought I could do it as well. And again, that's all about what you were talking about before, just believing in yourself and small steps end up with massive achievements. They mm. really do. And I guess you were training for that and fitting that in around your schedule as well. Because I don't know if you found this, but when I first started you know, endurance training, the longer those miles are, your body gets tired. You yeah. need more sleep. So yeah, that must have been tough to have to get up at two and do marathon training. Honestly, Adele, I'm in awe of you. I'm like, this woman is the, the you know the power hour queen. So let's talk a little bit about the power hour challenge. Um, I encourage um, our listeners to get involved every week and ask the guests to give us a suggestion. So something that they could do this week um, and it can be anything really. So uh, yeah, take it away. Okay, I would like the lovely listeners of this podcast 
to do something today that benefits their future self. Because everything that has led me to this point is an older version of me that's had the courage to step outside their comfort zone. So if you can, for the next seven days, either do something new that day to bring new energy into your life or do something for your future self. And it can be as small as putting your clothes out the night before, or it can be making your breakfast, doing your overnight oats, but just something that's gonna benefit the future version of you. And you will see how happy that makes you. And hopefully it will make you do it more and more and more. And you never know what could happen from that. Yes, I love that. And you're so right. And I think when you do those things for the first time, I don't know about if you feel like this, but I often give myself like a little pat on the back. You feel good. You're like, yes, I did that, you know? And then as you said, you do it again, again, again. And eventually it's going to become a habit. So that's awesome. And as you know, I ask every single guest on the show to share this, this question. I'm going to ask you, it's my final closing question because I really do believe that time is the most valuable thing we have. You know, I look at and listen to, I'm so lucky to listen and talk with so many people about their journey and what they've learned and their experience. And it all has come through time. So what is the most valuable thing that time has taught you? Wow. Oh, I knew you were going to ask this as well, because I love your podcast, but, uh, hearing you say it, you're just like, Oh my gosh, where do I start? I think what time has taught me is it's never too late to change. And even though you might feel that you've made mistakes in your life, because I did with Big Brother, as long as you learn from it, it's not a mistake. And yeah, hopefully that's a good enough answer. Does that of make sense? Of course, it's a yeah. wonderful right, answer, good. a wonderful answer. So thank you. And thanks again for coming in. I've loved it. And as you said, you know, I was excited. I was nervous to have you in today. And even the fact that, you know, reaching out to you and you said yes, that's something that I've been sharing with people a lot, really. But actually doing this show has put me outside of my comfort zone because I've had to, you know, reach out to people, people who probably have no idea who I am or what I do and tell them like, this is what my show's about. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to interview you. And I'm just overwhelmed and so happy every time someone comes back and says yes. So thank you. Thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's show. If people want to hear more from you, which I'm sure they will, where can they find you online or in real life? Thank you, Adrian. Um, Adele Roberts. So A-D-E-L-E Roberts, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And if you are interested in what we do in terms of food, uh, Fake Away Factory. Yes. Yeah, check it out. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. As always, I really, really appreciate your time. If you're loving the show, don't forget to head over to iTunes, give us a rate and a review. We really appreciate it. It really helps us to grow the show and to reach more people, to encourage and to inspire them to achieve their full potential. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.